Welcome everybody to the Coach Brew podcast. I've uh, got John Rennie as my guest here, and it's not really the Coach Brew podcast, uh, but if he's given free shout outs, like I'll just shout out my own podcast. You're listening, in fact, to the X Factor podcast, and uh, that's John riding shotgun over there, and then down there is the DFE. Um, Parker, can you change your name? on uh on your screen to the dfe yeah i feel like the amount of coaching and mentoring that we have to do with this intern who's supposed to be the show producer it is not the dfe oh. not dfe the dfe ah. it's unbelievable anyway this is the x factor podcast with coach brew and the great john rennie who just saluted you. If you're listening on iTunes or wherever podcasts are sold for free, he just saluted you. If you're on YouTube and you didn't stand up and salute back, there's an officer on deck. You should have. Always. Coach Brew. Benny, what's up? What's up, buddy? Coach Brew, how are you today? I heard that you got snow last night, or you're going to get snow today. We had snowmageddon, snowpocalypse, a bomb cyclone, a nor'easter, a blizzard, um, and it was the storm of the century of century. the year of the week of the month, or, well, you know, that's how they say it on TV, like storm center, because, you know, we have to turn storms into brands and give them names and things. To scare bomb people. cyclone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is a bomb cyclone? You want to know what a bomb cyclone is DFE? Yeah. What, what is the definition of a bomb cyclone? up here? What we call it is winter. Where you get snow in Maine in December. Shocking, shocking development, I know. And they call but, it a bomb cyclone. So a nor'easter is also known as a bomb cyclone because what happens when it swirls around and it comes up the coast and swirls around in the Gulf uh, and undergoes what's called bombogenesis. No idea what that means other than it just kind of sits there and hovers and, and quote, I like that band when I was in high school, bombogenesis. Yeah, they're yeah. like... Uh, Phil Collins? Uh, alternative music, right? I think it was Phil Collins was the, wasn't he? Bombo Genesis. Yes, Phil Collins. Wait, wait. Phil oh. Collins, doesn't he? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to. Actually, I am going to say this. Google it, Parker. Phil, Phil, Phil Collins, he did like the Tarzan music, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Kids <laughs> today, I tell you. So anyway, Bombo Genesis is when it kind of bombs out and it just sort of hovers over wherever it is, and uh, you get hammered by all this weather, uh, or the, what we call it in Maine, a winter day. Uh, we got five inches of snow, didn't lose power, uh, no trees came down, there were no roads closed. Like it, it, it's just the marketing of a storm. And you're in your office, so you're able to get out of your house into the office. Uh, yeah, the roads are fine. So shout out to, no free shout outs, shout out to the road crews in the state of Maine. Uh, you will not find anyone finer when it comes to snow removal. Fun fact. Fun but fact. yeah, it's it's a joke. Like, like, I don't know. It's a conspiracy, I think, between the grocery stores and the news channels. Yeah. Mm. But uh, for everyone listening, uh, I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are sold for free or on YouTube. If you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, and uh, you can learn fun facts like Bombo Genesis and uh, movie quotes 
in addition to just learning about the X factor, uh, coach Rennie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, what's the topic of today's show? Well, the reason I want to start off talking about snow and talking about winter is that we've got a big holiday coming up and that is Christmas. <clears throat> and despite how, how everyone in no offense to the Hanukkah crowd. No, no offense. to no, them We don't want well. to get canceled by the Hanukkah crowd no, no, or all the or other festivists. Festivus you have a festivist poll. I hope I didn't piss you off. Yes. But we got a big holiday coming up. And despite the fact that many politicians want to cancel this holiday, we're still going to have it. And when we have this holiday, it's called Christmas. And we have one major character in Christmas. And who is that? The Grinch. Well, yeah. Oh, no, no, your buddy, your favorite movie, Elf. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. By the Elf, way, which I'm sure Parker's never seen no, and doesn't know who Will Ferrell is. I have seen that. Oh, okay. Because it is a favorite of, um, of, uh, your fiance, girlfriend, uh, uh, family. So it's so if oh, yeah. you haven't seen it yet, you could get in trouble on on your side. But Absolutely. yeah, Elf, Elf is a major character. That's true. But who does he know? Who does Will Will Ferrell knows a lot of people. Santa, I know him. Oh, That's a yeah, very okay. famous line. Santa, from, I know him. I know him. So we're going to talk about Santa, and uh, because Santa is one of those guys that has got the X factor, right? Um, he's an amazing character in history, but also in uh, in every every holiday, every year that we have this Christmas holiday. He is the center of attraction, the big fat. Everybody knows him. Big fat. Uh, Would you call me? No, I didn't call you that. The big. He called me. You called the me BFE? the BFE. The BFA. <laughs> the big. <laughs> you got the BF the the DFE and the BFA. BFA. All We're right. changing your name right now. So sweet. No, but I mean, everybody knows who he is. He's jolly. He's happy. He's Saint yep. Nick, right? He's got uh, the red outfit. He's covered with, uh, you know, the white, the white fur. And he's got uh, Mrs. Claus. He's got the elves. They make all the gifts and he flies white around. Fur? Is he a Yeti? No, but he gives fur? away Yetis. He gives away Yetis to all of the uh, people in the South. They get a Yeti for Christmas. But um, only if they like, have a mullet. They have to have a mullet. Right. Yeah. So he flies around. Everybody knows what he does, but he's an amazing guy. But uh, so who better to talk about uh, on this episode as we're entering the holiday season, but Santa Claus, St. Nick himself. I thought you were going to say, who's, who better to talk about an amazing guy than a couple of amazing guys and Coach Brew? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, but I didn't say it. So did, do you know anything about the original St. Nick, by the way, St. Nicholas? Anybody know? Anybody, any idea where he, when he was born and it's, where he was born? Uh, he was probably born in a hospital. No, no, I know. Born in infancy. Infancy. He was born as a baby, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was right. <clears throat> right. Oh, you meant geographically? Geographically. Try to narrow down where you think where you think in the world that Saint Nicholas was born. The real right. Saint Nicholas. I mean, he's kind of got a hipster beard. Not at the time probably he was born. A Scandinavian country. Okay. No. He wears like wool plaid, wool Wait. pants and stuff. And yeah. I'm gonna take a guess. I'm gonna take sure. Canada. Canada. Or... No. See, back then, uh, Canada? Canada. He doesn't apologize for everything. <laughs> He's not Canadian. He say a after every Merry Christmas, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, get this. He was born in 280 A.D. in a town called Patara. 
in the country which is now Turkey. You didn't even let me guess. You just let Parker guess and yeah. Well, you weren't going to get it. We, I was going to say somewhere we, like the we were, Scandinavian country, like Denmark, Finland. No, no. Yeah. I would have said no, but you weren't you weren't on the right track, so I figured I'd give you the answer. So Turkey, born Is in Turkey. Turkish? Yeah. Wow. The original St. Nicholas. So <clears throat> anyways, I, I did a little research on St. Nicholas, and it turns out he's pretty cool guy more and there's more to the story behind the original santa than i ever really realized did you know did you know no i didn't not only was he kind of the patron saint of gift giving he was also considered the patron saint of sailors and ships really he was the protector of sailors on the high seas why is and that? Actually, that's the reason why he became so popular as a character throughout history. So he was a sailor, Santa. No, but was he, was he a, a patron- sub? Was he a submariner? No, a submariner. No, but get this. So he patron saint of the high seas. Yeah. So interesting. So and that's why his name and his reputation spread so far and wide because of sailors talking about him and and actually praying to him as they were in tough uh, situations on the sea. But let me go back a little bit before I tell you a little bit about how he became the patron saint of sailors. You'd, want- you'd think he'd be Air Force. I mean, his sleigh flies. So that is a good point, but it is not true. It's actually the patron saint of sailors because back then they didn't have anything that fly, flew. Something Flown. Like that. yep. <laughs> Flown. So get this. So he was born to wealthy parents, which was kind of unusual back in 280 AD, right? And uh, the people, the, uh, the, the, his parents who raised him, they were devout Christians, but they died during an epidemic while uh, Nicholas was just, uh, he was very young at the time and his parents died, but they if left They had just worn a freaking mask. That's exactly it. I was thinking exactly this. It's a perfect 2020 uh, episode to talk about St. Nick. His parents died in a global pandemic um, when he was just young, but they were wealthy and all the money went to Nicholas as a, as a child. And he dedicated himself to living out. And this is what he, he read the words, uh, the biblical words he, uh, uh, that Jesus said in the Bible said, sell what you own and give your money to the poor. He lived by that message his entire life. Really? Because everything you just described sounds like he's like a blue blood, old money, born on third base, thinks he hit a triple in life kind of guy. He was, but he but he wanted to give it away. Okay. Yeah. So that's an interesting story. So he became, he decided to spend his entire inheritance on the needy, the sick, and the suffering. And that's how he built a reputation for who he was as a person. Eventually, he became a bishop and uh, in the church. And at that point, the church was not well-defined, if, if you will, but he became a bishop, <clears throat> and he became known for this guy that traveled throughout the lands, and he gave to people in need, and he gave to families. And one of the things he did is interesting is uh, he would leave um, gifts. When he would go into a, when he would leave gifts for children, he would put them in their shoes. So he would leave, uh, like, small gifts in their shoes. And so that's when he was where- done breaking and entering... Exactly. So like back all then, creepy sliding down your chimney, he would 
put he would stuff leave, in your shoes. He would put stuff in the shoes, and that's where the whole tradition of stocking stuffing came uh, because of what it's actually a real. He really did that, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, that actually is interesting. But what if you put like Legos in some kid's shoes? That would that would suck. That would really. Yeah. I think that's the history of Legos right there is you put some in a kid's shoe and then dropped a couple on the way out by accident. A parent heard some noise, went out in the living room to see what happened. They heard a clatter and they went out to the living room to see what was the matter. Stepped on a freaking Lego and (laughs) screamed a four letter word at the top of their lungs in the middle of the night. Is this the is it's this the plausible? You've Very just plausible. rewritten you've rewritten the night before Christmas, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Stepped on a Lego. <laughs> I like that. And and it was usually dad, right? And dad's yeah. probably half in the bag from assembling a bicycle earlier in the night. Like, you know, and exhausted. So yeah. Yeah, so oh. Santa. Santa was so this Saint Nick, he's a pretty good guy. He was Bishop. He uh he's Bishop Nicholas, he became known as. He traveled all over. So interesting. So this is the story how he became the patron saint of uh sailors and um and mariners. And submariners. And submariners, exactly. So he was he traveled to the Holy Land. He wanted to go see, you know, the Holy Land. He traveled by ship there. Nothing happened on the way there, but on the way back, they got in a terrible storm. And it's rumored that he he sat up on the top deck and he prayed, and then the whole and, and the storm cleared, and all the sailors that were on the boat were just completely amazed. And they told their friends, who told their friends, who told their friends, and eventually it became known that 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 Bishop Nicholas could could calm the seas. So it he became it became rumored that he actually could calm the seas. He's like a junior varsity Moses. He could calm them. He just couldn't part them. No, he couldn't part them. Just yeah. he just could settle them down, which like is kind of interesting. Moses. Yeah. yeah. So I so that was kind of interesting. I didn't really realize that 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 Saint Nicholas was the that's, patron saint of sailors as well. That's some X Factor stuff right there. Yeah, totally X Factor. Yeah. I mean, so you know, it's interesting because you you know we talk about people who can make a difference, right? Or making difference. Yep. So here's here's a guy just like you said. He inherited all this money and what he could have just, he could have just, you know, built up, you know, trust fund baby. Yeah. Yeah. He could have just built up a a mansion. He had around him. Yeah, exactly. And just had a good old time and drank bourbon all day long, but instead he decided to give it away and he became this, you know, lovable creature that we, we know, you know, 2000 years later, we celebrate him or we recognize him. So he did something unique and different with the money that he was given. So instead of saying, oh, well, it was me. My parents are dead. All I got is a couple of mil in the bank. He said, I'm going to do something with that. Yep. Yeah. So I think he's got, I think he's got, Santa's a guy with the X factor. Now all the stuff about flying reindeers and going down chimneys and uh, what else does he do? We got elves. I mean, none of that stuff was, is consistent with history, but you know, it does make, for good storytelling. Let's talk a little bit about the urban myth of Santa too, because yeah. that's some X factor stuff. I mean, he is probably the uh, foremost time management expert in the history of our great, great land. Yeah, no, so you think about it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever done the NORAD track Santa with, well, I don't know. Every with, year. Yeah, with your, yeah, with your kids. I did it with my kids growing up. And, and I was always like, you know, oh, he's in, He's in, you know, Philadelphia. He's in Boston. He's in my boys are like, oh, we got to get we got to get home and get to bed. You know, he's going to get here really soon. 
And uh, but he's in New Zealand now. He's in North Carolina. <laughs> exactly. Wow, he's fast. So yeah, it was it was really hard when my boys were coming up to to sort of plan, you know, when to get them in bed, you know, based on the NORAD thing because they were like, wait, wait, this doesn't make much sense, Dad. He's he's how is he dropping gifts off? And yeah, so my kids early on realized something was something was up. So that might actually be good use of taxpayer dollars, NORAD Santa. It's one of those rare occasions where the federal government is making good use of our tax dollars. It's probably the first time, actually. Yeah. Uh, other than when they built a Trident submarine, but other than that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to be honest with you. I don't know. The, the Trident Trident submarine? Yeah. The people that make the gum, Trident, four to five dentists recommend Trident to the patients that chew gum. No free shout outs to Trident. They also make submarines, Parker. Absolutely. It's just made yeah. out of gum, like hardened gum. They diversified, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also known as a, an Ohio-class submarine. So I, I use the Trident name, but it's also an Ohio-class. Just a big submarine. That's all. But anyways, let's go back to the legend of Santa or the, uh, the current yeah. myths of Santa. So time management. Time management. Guru. Okay. Got that, right? What Flying else gives him the X factor? Flying reindeer. The reindeer, the 12, the 12 tiny reindeer. Is it 12? Yeah. It's yeah. like a, Peter, Paul, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Who am I missing? It's six. It's only six. It's the Nina, the Pinta, Pinta. and the Santa Maria, yeah. right? So eight tiny reindeer, right? And it's 12 apostles, eight reindeer. Let's go to our resident uh, austere religious scholar. Parker, the DFE. How many apostles were there, Parker? I think there was, uh, there was nine apostles. Wait, am I wrong? I'm looking wow. this up. I, I they only let him out of the hospital once a month, folks. Today was the day. Oh, 12 apostles. I don't know why I said nine. How, how, many, reindeer, how many reindeer are there, Parker? Well, if we're going off apostles, it's 12. I don't know how many reindeer there are. Not including Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph makes it an uneven number. He makes it nine. Yeah, because he has to lead the sleigh. He yeah, he's got the high beams. Sleigh. Yeah. All right. Well, it's eight reindeer. Right. Dopey, Dasher. sleepy, bashful. It's it's Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donder, and Blitzen. Blitzen. And that's what I'm going to be doing this year. Blitzen. <laughs> Vixen's your stage name, isn't it, John? <laughs> I don't like to talk about that time in my life. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, Santa, you know, I think the one, I, I think the one uh, Achilles heel, tragic flaw of Santa, the time management guru, is that uh, he drove his own vehicle. Right. Why, why like, doesn't why, he have one of the elf just drive so he can get in and out quickly and yeah yeah you know like i mean it should kind of be like a limo if you're a baller like santa you should have a driver you should have a driver that's a good point that's car a really service point. sleigh service whatever you know uh, i'm pretty sure van halen didn't drive his own tour bus no he right didn't. yeah yeah why santa right drive his own sleigh 
Yep. No, that's a good point right there. Here's the other thing too. And it, and it really puts to shame all these people who are, you know, and, and again, I don't want to offend people who are vegans, but um, well, let's talk about them a little bit. But all these people who have these uh, very strange diet restrictions and what have you, and they, they got to lose weight, you got to be fit, because that's the only way you're gonna have long life, right? Here's Santa, just, just smashing cookies, drinking milk, flying around, eating whatever people leave out yep. for him. He's fat, he's overweight, right? And he's living, he's, he's lived 2000 years. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, nothing against vegans, but like, if you think veganism's healthy, cows are vegan. Have you ever seen a cow? They're not very healthy. It's not a healthy looking thing. I mean, it's delicious. It's not healthy, but a cow's vegan. You know, I went on the whole vegan, anti-vegan thing, but I figured maybe cookies and milk are vegan. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. I'm not a vegan. I'm sorry. Guy. I can't oh. eat that. It's not a gluten-free cookie. Ah. Hipster Santa. Well, no, Hipster I Santa would say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's not really leading by example. If he's uh, a beach whale and a beard and a red suit. Sure. Right? I mean, he'd be, he'd be high risk for COVID, you know, based on his uh, pre-existing conditions. Oh, yeah. Diabesity. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the term? Diabetes. Park, Parker, diabetes. That's the first time I've ever heard that. I, that is the. I'm looking that up right now, actually, because I'm interested to see what what in the world that even means. I feel like it's going to pull up something I don't want to see. It means if you're obese and diabetic, you got diabetes. Hold on, wait. There actually is a a word. Mm -hmm. It says. Oh wait. What in the world? Yeah, it probably says what I just yeah, told you. Yeah, right? never mind. I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah, we'll just we'll leave that okay. one out. Yeah, if you're wondering, go to Urban Dictionary. Um, so we got 12 reindeer. We got the elves. Like, I, I think Santa, as high risk as he is, is probably the reason he has all those elves in the toy shop making presents because he can't, he can't even keep up with the little person. Right. He's so out of shape, right? So he has lots of little people to help also him think too, you know, the whole idea of going down a chimney to me, you know, would, would say that he probably needs to be of a smaller size, right? Mm -hmm. You would think that being obese is a, not efficient way to go down a, a chimney. That, yeah, that's I mean, unless that suit's made of Crisco. Right. How does he slide up and down that chimney? It's something that always bothered me as a kid too, because I, you know, maybe I was led that way, you know, kind of a science and math kind of yep. kid, you know, and I would look at the chimney and think about a person. I'm like, eh, I don't get, I don't think this is real. You know, I think, I think they would have been better off perpetuating a myth of like a tiny Santa, you know, that could slide up and down a chimney mm -hmm. and then m magically make presents appear or, like, like Harry Potter. Yeah. But, or it could be, Santa's elves. Maybe why? I mean, Santa, he's just a baller. He's probably right. up on top of the roof and he's like, hey, elf, can you just, can you slide why, down the chimney? He just throws exactly. the presents down to them while they're in the chimney. Yeah, exactly. Why can't the elves yeah. deliver the gifts, right? He sits in his chair up at the top of the roof and, and the elves who are the small size can, can load the presents up and down. I mean, that, that seems makes like more sense. Yeah. If you're going to perpetuate a myth, let's, let's do it right. Let's, let's, you know, embrace some reality. So. But then, like today, it's 2020, he'd be accused of, like, child labor. Some sort of human rights violation for chi violating child labor. 
probably so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But the elves could also be like, if, if Santa is 2,000 years old, then the elves could also be like hundreds of years old, right? Am I? Am I? It, it could be. Yeah. But here's the other thing. What if they're undocumented? Mm. Like they're taking American jobs. Mm. Oh, gosh. From the North Pole. Yeah, what it, that's a just interesting question. The North Pole, what does uh, the sovereign territory of who and what? Well, I'm going to, Parker, can you Google that? Yeah. Search that, young Jamie. That Jamie, was a bring, quote. Jamie, bring that up. <laughs> that's going to be our lines. Parker, bring that up. Yeah. So uh, he's, uh, I think Santa is like an enigma wrapped in a mystery, not because of the urban myth, but because like he's this time management expert and great taskmaster, yet he drives his own sleigh, he delivers all of his own toys. Like, like if you needed all this help making them, wouldn't it stand to reason he would also need help delivering them? Like if you got the magical powers to deliver them, shouldn't you also have the magical powers to just poof make them? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So it's, that's a good point. It says here, which is kind of interesting. It says the geographic North Pole is the northern point of the Earth's axis of rotation, which I think everyone knows. The North Pole is found in the Arctic Ocean on constantly shifting pieces of sea ice. The North Pole is not part of any nation, although Russia placed a titanium flag on the seabed in 2007. See, Russians. Yep, Russian always, hackers. Always the Russians. Are interfering with Christmas. Yep, look at that. But it says here... Yeah, we need to get a dossier made on Santa. Because now that we know there's this Russian involvement, this all seems really shady. I'm... So you think about all oh, those freaking years you got stuff, but you didn't get what you want. You sent him a list. Yeah. He had a he had a list. Russian interference. <laughs> mm. But it says here that many nations are using bathymetric data. I don't know which what that means. It says which maps the seafloor to claim parts of the Arctic Ocean, including the North Pole. Russia, Canada, and Denmark have all expressed an interest in claiming the area around the pole as an extensive or extension of their continental shelves. Isn't there also a North Pole, Alaska? There is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, that we can claim Santa. We'll just say he's there. <laughs> well, because we all know that Santa is an American. And he's, yeah. he's uh, a red-blooded patriot. He wears red and white, and I think his drawers are blue. You just don't see him. Exactly. Everybody yeah. knows that. We we grew up. I grew up learning that that he he hated communism, and yep. uh, he was spreading good cheer because communists don't like good cheer. But I grew up during the Cold War, so maybe that's a myth. I don't know. How cold was the Cold War, John? Did you always were you like wearing a coat and hat all the time? <laughs> How cold was it? The truth was, I was. Because I lived up near you, live now. <laughs> I, it was cold. <laughs> I grew up in New Hampshire. It's cold. So that's uh, North Pole is a small Alaskan city near Fairbanks. Yes. It's known for its year-round Christmas decorations. I told you, Santa is a freaking American, uh, including candy cane-striped street lights. This has to be true. I'm reading on Google, and we all know they don't uh, manipulate data in any way. 
uh santa claus's house is a christmas store the walls covered in children's letters to santa and a huge santa statue outside streets have names like chris kringle drive and mistletoe lane nearby the chena or chena lake recreation area has beaches nature trails and picnic areas i am sure the beaches uh of north pole alaska are uh filled with pristine sand uh they radiate warmth and are wonderful all year long you got bikini clad models maybe yep. I don't know. yeah so in so all what? seriousness i had a million dollar idea related to christmas and yeah. um i just can't get anyone to invest in this i mm. think it'd be a great thing for like a spencer's gifts or somewhere like that um, are you ready? Are you sitting down? I am. Mistletoe belt buckle. <laughs> Think about it. Like you have a little belt buckle that's got like, um, like kind of like a, uh, a hook or a hanger or something. Hang mistletoe from it. Mm. It would be a great gag gift. Like people wear those ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah. It's the perfect accessory for an ugly Christmas sweater. You got, hey, that's a great ugly Christmas sweater. You ain't seen nothing. Yeah, look at my mistletoe belt buckle. I, I, Clip it, Jamie. <laughs> Clip it, we're, Parker. <laughs> we're, we're getting canceled. There's no yeah, doubt that we're getting canceled. Seriously, though, wouldn't that, you you would sell out small fortune <laughs> of those at like a Spencer's Gifts. But isn't, uh, or, have you ever okay have you ever just to kind of clarify everything have you ever been into a that need that needs clarification pretty <laughs> obvious what we're talking about no it needs yeah it needs something like bleach or something i'm not sure what it needs but it needs something so have you ever been inside of a spencer's store i have we walked, walked all the way to the very back of the store i have yeah i was 16 once yes you know what's on the back of, of some of these Spencer's stores? Not now. I don't have no idea. I've been in a long time. But what's on the back wall? Uh, adult toys? Yeah, Is that what you're trying toys. to say? And so if you, if you were to sell mistletoe belt buckles, I feel like that would be immediately placed on the back. back wall. Yeah, it'd be like adjacent. It'd be back wall adjacent, right? Yeah. There'd be like oils and lotions that you might buy in addition to the belt buckle. That would be on the back wall. So would you make like mistletoe lotion to go with it as well? Or, or... no, no, no. You just, <laughs> yeah, you know, peppermint well, this, maybe. This, this, this episode started out talking about Santa and talking about St. Nicholas. I just had a million dollar idea. The X factor is amazing... having million dollar ideas too. Yeah, Where did these come from, Coach Brew? From my mind. Yeah, that's and we we went we went off the rails uh very quickly. So <laughs> well mistletoe is like a Christmas item. It is. So yeah. Did isn't there a song like I caught mommy uh, kissing Santa Claus there underneath is. the mistletoe? See? Yes. Like yeah. I'm staying in the lane. I'm I'm staying in our lane. <laughs> I don't think you've ever been in any lane at any so, point in time in your career. <laughs> so like, think about it. Santa could be totally be me too'd in 
2020. Oh, if yeah. a kid saw mommy kissing Santa Claus under the mistletoe, he's getting me too. Well, see, the mommy was kissing Santa Claus. The Santa Claus wasn't kissing mommy, though. So he might. But did that. Santa get consent? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. You got all this revisionist history that takes place too now. Like, hmm. yeah, I worry about him. He could be, uh, this might be the year Santa gets himself in trouble. Hmm. Well, I got a question for you guys. What 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 Christmas tradition do you not like? Can you not stand? How much time do you have? Are you are you are you I, pro Mariah, uh, Mariah Carey or anti Mariah Carey? I'm pro Mariah Carey when she has wardrobe malfunction. No, that's a different. <laughs> that's somebody uh, else. That was uh, Jackson. That was. Uh, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson, wasn't Mariah Carey. Okay, but she may have had she a sing mouth. Christmas songs too. No, I'm very pro Mariah Carey. I think she's great. I am pro Mariah Carey too. Surprisingly, yep. I I yep. like uh, I like her. You need people to carry on the tradition. You know, it can't yes. you can't Bing. She's way cuter than Bing Crosby and sounds better. Yes, you need people egg, to carry on those traditions. I agree. Eggnog. What about eggnog? I'm pro eggnog, but you put bourbon in it. Pro eggnog, yeah. I like it with bourbon. Yes, pro eggnog. Okay, yeah. candy. What about candy canes as a as a as a as a candy? Uh, I think they make a nice accessory when you put them in like a, a a hot a mug of hot chocolate. Like make like a peppermint mocha sort of accessory to hot okay. chocolate. I'm not a huge candy cane fan. I'm not an anti candy cane. You know, I think. Uh, you know, the uh, candy cane industrial complex has strong lobbyists. I don't want to mess with them. But let me ask you this. A big debate on Twitter mm. at Coach Brew, if you want to follow me. Last year, big debate, stockings first or last. Oh, good one. So stockings first in the Rennie household, always. Why? Or gifts. Why? Why? Uh, well, you know, it's almost like a rodeo clown trying to distract the bull, right? We, we trying to distract yep. our kids uh, in the early morning. So you give them something they can play with uh, so that give me a chance to wake up, get a cup of coffee, you know, get the tree turned on and all that. So it's sort of like distract, detract, distracting the children. I love that you just compared yourself to rodeo clown. So Parker, when you uh, edit this, you can put like a big red nose on his face and makeup and like the rainbow clown wig. You know, I'll just, the, I'll just the oversized overalls like the rodeo clowns wear. I'll, just, I'll fill his whole frame with just a big picture of just this this massive clown face. Oh, make him the clown and have a bull about to just stampede him. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, but no, I love the fact that it's like um, sleight of hand almost. So you distract mm. them with, you know, little uh trinkets and small gifts while you set up the big stuff yeah we uh, always did stocking well i'll ask parker next first or last stockings so when i was growing up uh my dad he, my dad always wakes up at like 4 a.m like literally every morning wakes up at like 4 a.m so he would always like my mom and my dad my dad would wake up my dad would wake up my mom and they would go downstairs and go ahead and set up everything. I don't know how they did it. I was always so impressed. 
uh, and thankful for it all. But well, when you're older, your prostate will wake you up at 4 a.m. too. Don't worry. <laughs> but it was always we would the the stockings would already be out, and basically we would look through the stockings. It was kind of like all mashed together in a way. Really, they weren't hung by the chimney with care. No, they were, they were, but they would take them down to set on our individual stuff. So like my brother would have his like section, Ooh. my sister would have her section. And I oh, have- so wait, 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 let's, let's, this is a good, good question. So they would OCD they would family Christmas. <laughs> this is OCD family Christmas. So, so you, they would, they would set up the gifts uh, per child. So, so you had a, like a, your own stack of stuff. Yeah. So it'd be like, it, I don't know how they even did this, but they were very organized in to where like, whose stuff was where. So like my sisters would be like on one side and then my brothers would be on the other side and I would be in the middle because I'm the middle child. So it was, it was interesting, but now it's more of, I would say stockings probably come, come first now. Okay. But when I was growing up, it was kind of all mixed, mixed together. Yeah. We do color coded gift wrapping, like, you know, red wrapping paper would be for one kid and uh, like, the green wrapping paper would be for the other. So there's no confusion if a tag really? fell off. Yeah. Um, growing up as a and kid, we all. That's not OCD? Uh, not at all. I'm so, I openly admit I'm so OCD. I spell it CDO. So the letters are in alphabetical order. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even kidding. So as a kid growing up, we did stockings last. Oh, yeah, that's and I don't even know why, other than like a uh, Brubaker family Christmas tradition. I don't know. Um, but I just always thought because I didn't know otherwise, I just thought that's the way you did things. And then uh, got married, and my wife's like, No, you don't do stockings last, you do stockings first. And so is it, it an appetizer or a dessert? That's really the yeah. question. Yeah. So, and this is to answer your question about like traditions I do not endorse. There's something within the stocking tradition I do not endorse, but I do think stockings first is brilliant with kids because it buys you time, whether it's the sleight of hand, you got to take care of some of the stuff under the tree, like you said, John, or like if you're waiting for grandma and grandpa to get to the house on Christmas morning, you know, you kind of throw them a bone with, you know, letting them open some stocking stuff first before you get to the big stuff when the grandparents arrive or when the rest of the family arrives. So yeah, it's, uh, it buys you time, but the stocking issue, the thing I have serious issue with. Okay. Well, let's the, hear it. Cause I have one too. A freaking orange in the oh, toe of the, the stocking. What is with the orange? I had the same thing growing up. We always had an orange at the bottom of a stocking. Why, why an orange? Give me uh, a baseball. Yeah. A, a popcorn ball. Yes. Yeah. Um, like a great big thing of chocolate, like anything that isn't health food on Christmas day. I, I always thought like, cause we, we grew up kind of lower middle class. I always thought like, you know, it was like a filler. Like yep. my dad was like, well, we don't have much this year. Well, how about an orange from the kitchen? So I thought it was just me that yeah. would get the orange on. So that's maybe, maybe there's some tradition yeah. there that I, I didn't know about. So you got the orange as well too. Yeah. I always hated stockings as a kid for one reason. Like I also grew up lower middle class and uh, my stocking always would bear a striking resemblance to my uh, uh, desk in school. Not my desk at home, my desk at school. 
because it would have like a tablet, pens, pencils. Like school supplies. School supplies. And here's why. My mom was a school nurse in the school district. So she would raid the supply closet and like jam boxes of pens and pencils and note cards and tablets and things in her purse and take them home right before Christmas. And then magically I'd get a box of pencils that looked exactly like the box of pencils at the school. Mm, wow. wow. Yeah. My wow. mom was a nurse, so I didn't get any syringes or anything, you know, like any bandages. I'm thankful for at least mm-hmm. I didn't get that. So I mean, yeah, that's my that's my Christmas tradition. I do not endorse the orange in the sock. Parker? I'm gonna be honest. I, I've this is the first time that I've heard an orange in the stocking. That I like I'm, your parents a lot I already. Do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's at the bottom of your stocking typically? You know, <laughs> you know what? I think the bottom of my stocking is actually like like freaking like bathroom like supplies like like deodorant shaving cream deodorant yeah cream stuff like that practical gifts not an orange that someone just grabbed at the kitchen the last minute said we need more stuff yeah so it's almost like it's almost like you could go to the store because i don't know how much well actually shaving cream you can go like walmart you can get shaving cream for what like 90 90 cents or a dollar or something like that so i mean it's almost the same price as what like an orange would be nowadays. Yeah. I think it might've been also like, Oh crap, we didn't get enough to fill the stocking. So there's not going to be like stuff overflowing out of it. So, Hey, let's jam. I remember one year I found a grapefruit in the bottom of the stocking. <laughs> and I was a little older. So like at this point I knew, uh, I knew that Santa might not be real. And uh, I apologize to anyone who has their kids in the car who just heard that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he's real. Um, But yeah, like, like, wow, this grapefruit looks exactly like the other grapefruits that are in the fruit basket in the kitchen table. Just saying. It could be, now that I really think about it, is it could be just like, because you maybe they don't want the the gifts to, or the everything on top to like sink down into like the, the like sock too far. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like in the stocking. I think you're giving a lot of parents way too much credit. Yeah, no. I think... are, not all parents are as wonderful and thoughtful as yours. Yeah, Some well, what's put oranges in their kids' stockings. What's interesting, John, is you had an orange and I had an orange. It wasn't any other fruit. It wasn't an apple, a banana, a pear. Yep. It was an orange. Yep. That's I wonder cool. if there's some sort of tra- like, like. Parker, um, look it up. So Yeah. Parker, you think there's anything, is there some weird tradition? Oh, while you're looking that up, let me tell you this. Do you guys ever get the chocolate gold coins at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did you know that that also traces its roots back to the original St. Nicholas? So he was known for giving gold coins to children. And so the the tradition of a chocolate gold coin actually comes from the original St. Nicholas. So apparently the economy was doing much better back then. He could give, he could afford to give real gold coins. Correct. Yes. Now it's just chocolate cover, uh, foil. This is before the wrapping. days of quantitative easing. Yes. That's Budget good. cuts. Um, 
So is there any, any truth behind or any reason behind an orange in a stocking or is that, are we just crazy? We just had crazy according, parents. According to this uh, wiki answers, which, yeah, we, I mean, Wikipedia is obviously the, an, I mean, it's, they have ever answered the truth. Absolutely. But it says, on this site, it says people put oranges in stockings because during the depression, they couldn't afford any gifts except an orange. Oh, perfect. My grandparents uh, grew up in the, uh, in the depression. So I wonder if that their parents did that to them and they just sort of, my parents did it to me. Yeah, like it's just a tradition and they didn't know why it was done. It was just done. Kind of like the old story of like, why do you cut the end of the roast off? Well, because that's the way my mom did it and my grandmother did it and my great-grandmother did it. And then like the real reason is because it wouldn't fit in the great-grandmother's pan unless yes. she cut the end of it off. But I no one knew story. otherwise. So I love yeah, that well, story. Actually, it says here, here's another one, uh, a more like traditional reason of putting oranges in a stocking is because oranges symbolize the season of giving and Nicholas and poor shopkeeper with three dollars the gifts oh wait oh this is like a Christmas story but yeah oranges symbolize the season of giving hmm. thus giving of oranges in Christmas stockings is a symbol of charity and giving aren't they out of season though yeah that's that's interesting so that's what I was thinking too it's out of season so yeah. how could this be an old tradition you know because it's marketing hype it is so, and then, you know, I bet it's the orange industry. They the push citrus it. industrial complex, John, right? It's big, big citrus. It also says <laughs> another, like, there's, so I'm like looking this up and there's multiple different reasons. So here's another one. Saint, so it says here, uh, what does an orange in the stocking mean? St. Nicholas traveled to the house and tossed three sacks of gold down the chimney for each of the, each of the, I guess, dowries. I don't know what that means. There's a whole story in that. I could tell you that. I did research on the, the dowries, but, uh, but keep going. Yeah, it says the gold happened to land in each of the girls' stockings, which were hanging by the fire to dry. The oranges we receive today are a symbol of the gold that was left in the oh, stockings. Oh, interesting. So there's another kind of... Because he, he did um, that. So the original St. Nicholas... So it is quantitative easing. It is. It is. Yeah, the original St. Nicholas yeah. did do that. So he, there was a father who had three daughters. And back in back in those days, your daughters couldn't get married unless the father had a dowry to provide to the, the husband. And um, this this particular poor man had three daughters and he had no money. And so I guess at the time that the women actually went into slavery if they couldn't find a husband. And so the story that I read or researched showed that he over the course of three nights, he delivered three bags of gold to this uh, to this family uh, so that the daughters could get married, so they would have a dowry to get married. So that is actually a, that has some basis in fact, but everything I researched didn't say he actually put it in a stocking by the chimney with care. He just well, it's just great to know that bribery's been alive and well for centuries. It is absolutely, yeah. So if you're so if you're if you don't have enough money for your daughter to get married, they go into slavery. That was the tradition back then. So, oh wow, yeah, uh, at least according to what I researched. So, so it is a dark. So maybe the orange has a gold color, and that's the tradition. To, it represents gold, which is similar to the gold chocolate coins. Yeah, and that's what that's what basically it was saying online. From what I read, it was talking about how nowadays people put it in because 
oranges are like a symbol of like giving and but they also could be represented as like gold so mm. so i think don't you think the sum of this is also part of santa's x factor is you don't really know exactly like you know there are versions of the truth around him and like the allure of him and the holiday but you don't know the exact truth mm. and i think with a lot of uh, x factor brands and santa is a brand um there's tradition but you don't necessarily know the rationale uh but it sure sounds good right they become legendary right mm -hmm. uh, people with x factor like saint nicholas they have they're they're legendary they're people and, people the stories follow them they grow out from they, they emanate from them and people don't even know if what the truth is anymore yeah and a lot of people will take credit or a lot of locales will take credit for that legend so like how many countries want to own a piece of the north pole I think it was like four or five different yeah because of santa even though the real north we know he's american and the real north pole is in alaska so like the other example i would give you is like, how about paul bunyan yeah how many states in the united states want to lay claim to the fact this is the home of paul bunyan it's where he's from maine wisconsin minnesota are the first three that come to mind for me i'm sure there are plenty of others but they yeah. all think like that he's from there or they want to think that because there's a lot of, uh, you know, wood harvesting and the timber industry is big in those States and he's a lumberjack. So yeah, it's really interesting. Like that, that's the X factor there is when uh, a lot of different people, you know, want to lay claim to your, your legend. Right. Or, you know, the, how many times do you see like uh, George Washington slept here? Right. You know, it's, it's, he's, you know, he slept around that guy, huh? Apparently he did. Yeah. yeah he's like but, the Will but, Chamberlain of his generation. <laughs> I don't know if I can do these podcasts anymore. I can't. My, <laughs> yeah, we're going to different get kind of, different kind we're of sleeping around. There's no doubt. Different kind of sleeping around. Yeah. So is that's it? That's it. I have that's all I have on, on Saint Nicholas and Santa and uh, and and he's clearly uh, a a person who has the X factor. There's no he's doubt. Clearly an American who has the X factor. Right. Santa um, is red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. He hates communists and he gives because he's a, a generous man. But could I leave Santa a, a can of Budweiser and some beef jerky <laughs> on the coffee table next to the tree. And is there anything more American than that? Maybe uh, some KFC? And yeah, maybe uh, uh, some Buffalo Trace. Uh, shout no out free, to Buffalo Trace. No free Trace. shout outs. We're looking for a sponsor. I'm trying to yeah. trying to encourage them. So. so yeah, Julian Van Winkle, if you're listening to this, we'd <laughs> love to have uh, Pappy Van Winkle as a sponsor. And yeah. Oh, you're just going for the legend right there. Well, wait, you, you, you swing for the fences, man. Swing for the fences. They'd be lucky to have us. Yes, exactly. Right? But so, John. Yes. John. What? Uh, in this season of giving, this festive yes. holiday, uh, is there anything that you would like to uh, promote shamelessly as we give the gift of our wisdom? 
Well, I would encourage people, if you, especially if you have leaders or future leaders in your you know, sphere of influence, you're looking for a gift. Or your, or your boss is a jerk. Or if your boss is a jerk. So you go to IHaveTheWatch.com and you can get a signed autographed copy of my latest best-selling book, I Have the Watch. I Have the Watch, Becoming a Leader Worth Following. Say, hang on. You say yeah. latest best-selling book. Yes. Uh, this is like a little too much of a humble brag, my friend. Yes. Your book, the one, by the way, was my idea, and I encourage you to write, and it has my name on the front cover because I wrote the forward. Uh, how long has that been on the bestseller list? Ah, it's been over it's like a year now. Forever. On the list. So yeah, I have the watch.com still a bestseller. And I think you can see John Brubaker's name on there somewhere. Can you? Yep. I don't know. Yep. There it is. So the forward was written by the great and powerful coach brew. And, uh, yeah, we've been, um, we have been on the bestseller list for over a year now. So yeah, there's a, that's no small accomplishment. Seriously, yours, folks. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know if you can see signed by, uh, Coach Brew there himself, the uh, forward written by Coach Brew. But yeah, we're, uh, we're 12 months on the bestseller list. Can't believe it. It's hard to believe. Um, but uh, yeah, go to IHaveTheWatch.com and it's a great gift. I've got uh, probably about 60 more copies I can give out for the Christmas holidays. So get get them before they run out. So and how about you, boss, Coach Brew? What, what if could you- If your boss you, is a jerk, how about if that? If your one? boss is a jerk, yeah, you go to IHaveTheWatch.com and we actually have a promo code. And if you use the code BOSS, I will send it to your- to your bad boss anonymously and they can uh, uh, and I'll put a nice message in there for them that, Hey, you know, read this book. It'll help you, you know, maybe improve your position as a leader with so, a piece uh, of coal sold separately, piece of coal sold separately. So yeah, I have the watch.com go there. That's a good gift. Coach Brew. What about you? What, what kind of opportunities can people uh, get from you this Christmas? I want to give people a gift. Yes. It's like the gift that keeps on giving all year yes. long. That's if you go to coachbrew.com, that's coachbru.com, and you sign up for my email list, you will receive a complimentary copy of my premium $99 a month newsletter from my membership community, which John Rennie is a member of. He's a card-carrying member of the, under, of the underdog nation. Mm -hmm. And you will get a complimentary issue as like a free sneak peek or preview for joining my email list, $99 value. And that is uh, 12 ways to this particular issue is 12 ways to double your results. And who doesn't want to do that as you're making New Year's resolutions to be better in 2021. What was that website again, DFE? Coachbrew.com. There you have it. And there it is. Hey, I'm going to show you something. For those who are watching on on, uh, on YouTube, you can't see this if you're listening in on the, the podcast, but this is a baseball bat. I don't know if you can quite see that, but this is something that I got from Coach Brew, being a part of the membership community, Yesterday's Underdogs, and he gave this to me uh, when I became a best-selling author. So I have a very nice, very awesome baseball bat that has my name on it and about being a best-selling author. So that's the kind of thing that you get when you're part of that community. And it's a powerful community of leaders and entrepreneurs, coaches. And uh, I highly encourage you guys to check that out. What is the Hold website that for that again, coach? John. Hold that thing up again. All right, I got it right here. This is a, uh, a former military officer who served on a nuclear sub in the Cold War, who now literally walks softly and carries a big stick. Look I do. at that. I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, and so how can you find out about yesterday's underdogs? Uh, they can go to yesterdaysunderdog.com. Yes, absolutely. And I, I really see if you're listening to this, you're a leader, you're an entrepreneur, and you want to really up your game, that's a great place to uh, find a community of people. Awesome. Parker, anything you want to promote? Just promote this podcast and both y'all's links, which will be in the description down below. And if you're listening through the podcast app on Anchor, I will also put all the details for both of their, their accounts down below as well. And people can leave us a message on the Anchor uh, podcast app too. They want to leave a voicemail. They have questions for the show or any stuff like that. Please do. Please do. Questions, anything, we'll, we'll throw them out there. I'll be reading all the messages we get. Uh, I'll be responding back immediately. So anything and everything helps. You heard them, folks. Go there, subscribe, uh, click the notifications so you get alerts, and rate, review, shamelessly promote this so we can call you a P1 listener. What's the P1? John? Somebody that, somebody that is such a good fan that they program us on the, the number one preset on their radio. So we are a P1 fan is someone that is yep. a hardcore follower of the show and fully supports what we're doing and will be actively uh, sharing our content with other people. Yeah. And if you're a P2 or a P3, P3s are just kind of along for the ride. They get the free podcast. Maybe they don't subscribe. Uh, you want to become a P2 or a P1, you need to subscribe, rate, review, and share. And that, that will get you to uh, P1 status with us. Absolutely. So go do that now. You got your marching orders. What are you waiting for? This is over. Go home. Go home. Get it done. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone who's listening. And uh, thank you for listening to the X Factor podcast. And uh, again, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and share. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs>